This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're now listening to Boomsies with Dan O'Toole on the Bet Rivers Network. The Vegas Golden Knights are Stanley Cup champions. As we record this moments after the cup was just handed out, they uh, they were not really given, Vegas fans were not really given a chance to boo Gary Bettman. So uh, you can't fault them. They kind of They kind of timed it. So they didn't have that opening. They tried. They didn't have the time. Let's dive into Boomsies. Fade it down. Notice last week, I uh, struggled to hear my voice over that music. And I had an old job doing highlights on a sports uh, station. And we always ran into a problem. And I'm not pointing the finger at anyone. It was just how people were told to put the show together. And I always said, guys, the background music during the highlights needs to be lowered 40%. Guess who listened to me? No one. Because my reasoning was no one is ever watching a highlight and saying, you know what? That music in the background needs to be louder. No one has ever said that. Just like raisins being in something or not being in something. No one's ever said this would taste better if it had raisins. No one has ever said that. So if you work in radio, if you work in TV, lower it by 20%. Glad I uh, got to air my grievances. How about the uh, Vegas Golden Knights? They win the Stanley Cup. It was a blowout. What was the final? 12-2? 8-3? 9-3? Anyone? Nine three? Nine three. Nine three. Chris Cuthbert said it was a, a cup clinching record. So I'm watching that they're just like everyone else. And they they played out the last 20, 30 seconds like the, a basketball game. In garbage time when they just let the, the team dribble the ball out and they aren't gonna foul them, no one's gonna shoot the ball. So they the Panthers backed off and just let the Knights have the puck. In a blowout game like that. You always figure, 
wish there was some way to just say, ah, yeah, I think we're good. I think we're, it's 9-3. There's three minutes to go here. I think we're good. But obviously, they got to play it out anyway. That's, just, that's for another day. Uh, Jonathan Marcheseau, uh, the Con Smythe winner. It was uh, remarked upon several times during the CBC broadcast that the Vegas Knights had a six-year plan to win the Cup. Yeah, that plan worked pretty good. It worked pretty good. Six years uh, in the league, they've won a Cup. First season, they lost in the first round of the playoffs. Second season, they lost in the conference final. Third year, they made it to the semifinal. That was the COVID playoffs. And they lost to the Habs. That was a weird... That was a weird time. That was so weird. Then last season, no playoffs, and now uh, cup winners. Didn't didn't they lose in the final in the first year? You said first round. Uh, let's uh, confirm that on the fly here, Tim. They had a great season. I don't think they... I might be wrong. I don't know. I'm not a... Vegas Knights historian. But the Stanley Cup parade, I always go back to when the Carolina Hurricanes had to have a Stanley Cup parade in their parking lot. Fast forward to the Vegas Golden Knights Cup parade down the strip in Vegas. It is every visual that Gary Bettman and the NHL has ever dreamed of. The first championship, pro championship parade on the Vegas Strip. It will be covered by every news organization. It will be seen around the world. And it's the NHL that is the reason for it. So, the greatest thing to ever happen to the NHL since uh, Wayne Gretzky, uh, Connor McDavid, Sure. Vegas lost to Washington. Vegas lost to Washington in the in the uh, final. They made it to the final. Why did I think first round? I have no idea. Well, thanks for correcting that, Tim. You're welcome. This is episode seventy-three, the Michael Ryder edition from Bonavista, Newfoundland. Ah, Lord Thunder and Jesus, everybody. So whenever a Newfoundlander used to score when I did that uh, highlight show on TV, I'd say, yes, bye. And someone, uh, someone messages said, that's, uh, that's like anti-Newfoundlander by you saying that. So I checked with all my friends from Newfoundland, which I have many because I used to live in Fort McMurray, Alberta, which has a high uh, Newfoundlander population. They said, no, that's not uh, derogatory at all. So I continued to say, yes, bye. Uh, Michael Ryder, also a Stanley Cup winner. Vegas played their first game in the NHL in 2017. Now they're Stanley Cup champs. Vegas entered the league two seasons after Ryder retired. I will have to admit, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before. But Vegas Golden Knights are the most seen jerseys I are the jerseys I see most in public aside from Maple Leafs jerseys in Ontario. Not making that up. 
They're flashy. They're new. Maybe a, t- a kid doesn't want to be a Leafs fan like their dad or their grandpa or whatever. Vegas is their team. I see a lot of them. So there will be a lot of people celebrating in Ontario. I don't know about the ratings. No one was talking about this final. But uh, they have the visual of the cup final of the cup going down. The Vegas Strip, baby. Oh, and it'll be a scene. Do you do it at night? You do it during the day. Because nighttime. Everything lit up. Like, do it. Today's Tuesday. Do it Wednesday night. Tim, you think they do it night or day? The cup parade. Uh, I think night would actually look cool and it would be cooler out. Like it wouldn't be like a hundred degrees and, but, but they got all day to drink then. Yeah. So who cares? Um, and they also say at the start of a game, it's night time. So it kind of ties in with the start of their games. Um, earlier, uh, in an earlier episode of this podcast, I mentioned the drink of the summer which is Canada Dry Blackberry Ginger Ale. And I have to remark on the messages I have received on social media. One gentleman goes so far as to send me a video of him opening one every day. I get five to ten messages a week, people saying, Dan, do you hit the nail on the head? Well, I have another beverage to add to the beverage of the summer department. It's tough to find. It's Sprite Limeade Legacy. Comes in a pink can. Kind of looks like Pepto-Bismol in a can. It's not. But add this into the mix for summer 2023. Or is it 2024? What year is it? 2023, right? Boy, there's a lot of corrections tonight. Okay, it is. Confirming we got the year correct. Cheers to the Vegas Knights. Good on you. Saw Phil Kessel out there. He put the gear on. Good to see him getting a cup. Hope he fills it with hot dogs. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Just add to the lore that is Phil Kessel. Just go full Phil Kessel. Like Nick Cage in that movie where he played himself. Phil Kessel, just do it. Fill it with hot dogs. The world will love you. Didn't he do that when he won it with Pittsburgh? I think he did. Phil Kessel, fill the Stanley Cup with hot dogs again. Oh, I'd fill that with cereal. Really like cereal. Chocolate Cheerios? Yeah. I'd get some of those in there. Okay. Hockey Night in Canada. If you watch the cup-clinching game on CBC or hockey... It's on CBC, but the Sportsnet... I don't know what's going on there. It's Hockey Night in Canada. So they started with the Nick Taylor putt to win the Canadian Open. So as everyone else watching it, I'm thinking, 
how the hell are they going to tie this in? And then Nick Taylor pops up and he talks about the putt and then he compares the uh, the atmosphere of what it's like in Vegas to what it was like at the Canadian. I'm like, okay, they made it work. They made it work. I didn't know how they were going to pull it off, but they did. Nick Taylor, what a life-changing moment that was. On the fourth playoff hole over Tommy Fleetwood. And all I can think about is the similarities to the golden goal. And the way it captured a nation like the golden goal. Had it happened, had both moments happened differently, would not have been on the same level. If Canada wins in regulation, which they were leading late against the USA, it's a gold medal on home soil. You don't have the parties. It's just like, yeah, we won. If Nick Taylor wins without a playoff, huge moment, but it doesn't have that signature moment like the Crosby Golden Goal that has a nation in its grasp and then the massive eruption. Because that's 72-footer. Longest putt of his career. And it's already gotten its way into golf lingo here in Canada. Next day, I'm out playing golf. You've got a long putt now. They're like, okay, come on, Nick Taylor. Heard it three, four times in a round. Whenever you have a long putt now in golf in Canada, Nick Taylor's name will forever be mentioned. Imagine that. You've intertwined yourself into the fabric of a nation by sinking one gigantic putt. I do have a huge regret about uh, that Sunday playoff, though. So... Go to my mom's. We switched. We used to go every uh, Sunday for breakfast. We're like, uh, let's go dinner. I, I can't eat any more eggs and toast. I want, I like having, uh, I like having dinner at mom's. So he sa- she said, sure. So this was the first Sunday dinner. So we get there nice and early. We're watching the golf. Uh, Sandro Tools big into it. And then I'm like, okay, well, I got a tea time. At six o'clock. So I go to the course, text to my mom when I get there. I'm watching it on TV. Oh, geez. Uh, Fleetwood. First off, Fleetwood made the average golfer seem... Not seem, gave us confidence because he played a safe shot on 18 and he fucked it up. Like he tried to lay up. It didn't go right. We've all done that. We're like, okay, I'm going to take my medicine, play it safe. And then you're like, oh shit. Fleetwood does that anyway. He pars the hole and they go to a playoff. So I'm like, okay, how long is this going to take? So I go out. No one else on the course on a Sunday night. I ripped through nine holes in, I believe I did it in 45 minutes. Get back to the clubhouse. I'm like, okay, they're still going. 
And then I get to 18, get a text from my friend Perry, who is keeping me updated. He's like updating me on every hole. Unlike my brother, who will remain unnamed, you can decide which brother it was. He was also supposed to do the same. So I, I had a backup system in case Perry didn't get me the updates. My brother would. According to my brother, they're still on the second playoff hole. Haven't heard from them since. So I sent him a text today. Uh, so what happened? Nothing. Oh, That's another story. So Perry sends me a text said, Taylor just sunk a 72 putter. Uh, go enjoy your round. And I'm like, oh, crap. Could have watched that moment with my mom. So that's, that's a big regret. Watching a Canadian moment with your mom. Her going nuts. She was sending me a flurry of texts. She's like, I've lost my voice. And I'm like, crap. I did fire off 18 holes in an hour and 25 minutes, though. Missed the most iconic putt in Canadian history. So I really fucked that one up. I apologize to Sandro O'Toole. I apologize to a nation. I apologize to Nick Taylor. In my defense, it's a short golf season. Rain was in the forecast for Monday. New golf wasn't going to happen. There's only a small window I get to golf in. I took care of Dan time. And I'm now paying the price with regret for the rest of my life. Whenever I see that putt go in, I'm now going to think, can I watch that with my mom? And I'll always think of Perry, who sent me the text to tell me. And my brother, who didn't. <sighs> Producer Tim, where were you when the 72-footer... By the way, it resonated not just in Canada. And I always wonder about these moments, if anyone else saw them, because we're kind of in our own bubble up here. But I see it on social media across the United States as well. From friends, I have a lot of friends because we've worked there in the United States. They were, mess they were sending out messages about it. It made it on all the major platforms because of the reaction. So it was pretty damn cool that a Canadian moment was seen and appreciated by not just Canadians. Tim, where were you? I was at home, but I wasn't watching. What? I forgot. I forgot about it. And it wasn't until I got the notice on my phone that he'd won. Okay, did you hear any reaction from around you when the putt was sunk? No. Okay. Uh, Z-Money. I, too, was at home and not watching. <laughs> I got I to gotta ask, though, because I've been hearing a lot of people talk about how big this putt was and how great this moment was, and it was, it was an amazing putt. Is the Canadian Open on par with all these other sporting events that we are comparing the great moments to? Well, it's our national championship, so that's why it's big. You, you win your, your country's tournament, so that's why it's, it's big. That's the only reason. Okay, fair enough. I'm just not a big golf guy, so... Yeah. Fair. Yeah. 
It was not looking great because the leaderboard after day three, I, I'm at the golf course looking at the leaderboard and I'm like, I don't know any of these guys. Coop, one of our uh, pros turns to me and goes, guess you haven't been watching a lot of golf. I'm like, I guess you're right, Coop. <laughs> guess so, Brooksy. I don't know this fucking guy. What am I? Big golf guy? Watching golf all the time? I go and watch what I can. You should talk to producer Tim and Z Money. So, guys, help me get over my um, my regret of not watching it with my mom. Was I selfish in going out to play golf knowing, hey, I've limited time in the summer. I know there's no going to be no one out there. I can go out and maybe get back and, and watch the playoff. I think Nick Taylor would forgive you for missing the putt if you were out playing golf. Thank you. That's what I thought. I'm like, hey, I'm trying to be the next Nick Taylor. That's why I'm out here. Yeah, I agree with you, with Tim and you. I think uh, you're focusing on on yourself, and that's all that matters. You know, you got to do what's good for you. That's right. Nick would probably be like, I'd be doing the same thing, Dan. So when we line up our interview with Nick Taylor, I'm going to bring this up with him, and he'll probably say, hey, you were golfing. That's what you should be doing, buddy. Uh, we looked into it. The last Canadian to win the Canadian Open, Pat Fletcher, 1954. I love seeing the grainy viz. It almost looked like it was colorized. When did color TV start? Because it looked like color TV had, was still working out the kinks on those Pat Fletcher highlights. He won three grand. And I put it into today's dollars. That would be now 34000 And Nick Taylor won $1.6 million. So way to go. Nick Taylor. Uh, Something also uh, interesting happened today. Uh, We were deciding when to tape Boomsies. Usually we tape uh, early Tuesday mornings, but uh, the brain trust involved said we need to react to the uh, game five. If the cup's handed out and we don't react to it, we look like dummies. Just like if uh, Nick Taylor sinks to 72-foot putt and we aren't watching, we look like dummies. So we got one of the two right. And uh, while we were uh, texting each other, uh, Z Money, producer Tim and myself uh, throughout the day, producer Tim sent us audio of um, what it sounded like in his residence as there has been some ongoing renos being done in his building. And these are renos that have been going on for several years. This is real audio that Tim sent to us by a voice memo. (laughs) Okay, Tim, confirm this is not in your residence. This is not in the place you live. Uh, no, it is either my upstairs neighbor or my next door neighbor. It's so loud and it's, I just can't tell where it's coming from. How is that legal? And have you spoken to anyone? No, they sent out a memo a while ago saying that they're going to be doing lots of renos this summer. So, <laughs> so the, they, uh, they sent out a memo saying, you know, that noise you hear? Yeah. Get used to it. Yeah, pretty much. And, and they're, reno- they're they, renovating. Are they taking out floors? Are they taking out walls? 
I don't know. I think they're just doing a total reno on any uh, unit that is not occupied. So they could be what? taking out walls or bathroom floor. If they're taking out tile and they're taking out the concrete bed under the tile, I don't know. Because that sounds like road work. Yeah. You combine that with the fact that there was road work going on about 80 yards away from my building today as well. That was fun. Okay, so uh, Tim sent us that. So I responded with, and I have to deal with this noise. And this is real audio that I sent producer Tim and Z Money. Those birds were pretty loud. I was like, guys, quiet down. So that's how we spent our, our, our Tuesday waiting for the cup to be handed out. Whenever the, uh, the cup final is still going on, each day that goes on and the series continues, I think of all those teams that didn't make the playoffs and all the rest they've gotten, and they're just like, ah, man, I wish I was there playing for the cup, but boy, I haven't played hockey in two months. This feels great. When did the cup final start? It started in like uh, May? No, April. Started a long time ago. Here's something the NHL needs to fix. The cup needs to be handed out before June starts. Interest wanes in Canada. When the weather gets nice, days get longer, people are outside, they don't want to be watching hockey. Figure it out. Start the week, start the season a week earlier. Hand the cup out before June. You can do it. We're what? June? Oh, crap. We're two weeks into June. Shit. That'd be a tough one. Yeah, yeah. It's for you guys to figure out. Not me. I'm not a planner. I don't even know what's going on tomorrow. Thanks. I just wanted to run through some emails here before we get to Boomsies Newsies. These are always time sensitive. Um, we're going to do an all uh, voicemail and an all email podcast soon. But when these are time sensitive, I got to I got to read them. Hi, Dan Z Money and producer Tim. Hope this email finds you well. I was wondering, are you doing Friday Friday themed episodes on the boom this episode? I was wondering, are you doing Friday Friday themed episodes of the Boomsies podcast? There hasn't been a Friday Friday episode since April 21st between episode 65 and 66 and no fun day Monday episode since February 6th between episode 54 and 55. Thanks and take care. Matthew W. Uh, Matthew, great question. We uh, we put a pause on those because we're working on something new and exciting it's something that uh, some have said have never has never been done before it's <laughs> never has been done before so as we work on that we uh we we need to focus on one thing at a time we we do a boomsies and then a side project we couldn't f- throw throw in a friday friday or a fun day monday we need to focus on the other side project so that's why on hold because something new and exciting is coming. Toolsy, I agree with you on popsicle sticks. Okay. Last week I mentioned popsicle sticks 
uh, popsicles, I can't eat them because of the wood smell from popsicle sticks. It uh, overloads the senses. Just like, oh man, I keep burping. This Sprite Limeade is not good for the gastrointestinal tract. Excuse me. I apologize. Tim hates when I do that. Oh, <laughs> it's gassy as <laughs> shit. I apologize. So, <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Oh, yes, the popsicle sticks. So, just like the Canada Dry Blackberry, I was inundated with people telling me the same story about how they can't eat popsicles because of the smell of the wood. It makes them gag. I sent out a clip on social media of me talking about it. And people were like, yeah, I played this for my husband. And he started gagging just hearing it because he knew exactly what you're going to say. And I'm glad I, I put it into the light because a lot of people were hiding with this shame like I was. And finally, they know there's a community that feel ill because of the wood from popsicle sticks. They aren't alone. Strength in numbers. Toolsy, I agree with you on popsicle sticks. Although I don't smell them, if they touch my tongue, my subconscious response is the same as the gag reaction at the doctor's office when they check your throat with that tongue depressor. As soon as that stick touches my tongue, popsicles, you're done! Thanks. Steve. And another update we have to get to. This guy. Seabass with his Canadian tire. Okay. So a gentleman emailed, he had $650 at Canadian Tire because he returned a coffee machine. Didn't know how to spend it. Then sent an email last week about going to Canadian Tire. And he told us a whole story about how he left Canadian Tire with not spending it. So this is the last, this is the last time we're going down this road. I have not pre-read this email I hope it ends with a purchase of something that's $650 or <clears throat> I really apologize, Tim. I'm sorry. You might want to beep that out. Hey, bud. While I was listening to your talk with Sully, as I looked to my left and saw sport check, as you know, sport checks aren't just everywhere. You kind of have to like plan to go to one. Was this my destiny? Was this the golf god smiling down on me and telling me this is where I must spend the forced wealth? I turned into the parking lot with such vigor that it would make people wonder where I was headed in such determination. I ripped open the store door with unbridled enthusiasm. I was on a mission. I walked down the clubs and looked at all the clubs they had. Nothing, absolutely nothing caught my eye. I saddened. No, I was disheartened, dismayed, gobsmacked, and disillusioned by this turn of events. Will I ever find something to spend this money on? I turned to leave when I saw a driver sticking up amongst the irons. Odd place for a driver, right? I thought so. It was a tailor-made driver. Hmm, interesting. I have a tailor-made set, right-handed tailor-made. Even more interesting, $599.99. Bingo! I walked up to the cashier with my due driver. The cashier asked me debit or credit. I said, no, no. Refund card with a big smile on my face as I smacked it down on the counter. 
Total was 670 something, but at this point I didn't really care about a few extra dollars. I was just happy I found something to spend all that money on. I left the store, found the nearest range, and headed right there. First ball, far right. Next ball, far left. So far left that you might find it up in Orno. So if you see a random out-of-place range ball there, it belongs to the Docks Driving Range in Toronto. <laughs> but as the balls flew as I honed and steadied the new driver, much like a rancher back in the olden days finding a wild steed, next step, taking the driver out for my birthday round and really letting it fly, literally. Thus ends the greatest Canadian tire story ever told. Club Bass. Oh, God, it's over. I didn't think it was ever going to end. I'm glad Seabass got it. I'm glad Seabass took our advice, went to Sport Check, and got a tailor-made driver. And yes, this ends the greatest. So it goes... Canadian Tire stories in this order. Canadian Tire commercial where the kid gets the bike from the back of the truck from his dad after he clipped it out of the Canadian Tire catalog. And then Seabass getting a tailor-made driver at Sportcheck. In that order. It will probably be made into a Sportcheck commercial. Seabass turned a coffee maker into a driver. Sportcheck. Check your life. I don't know what their slogan is. Boomsies, newsies, Z money. Oh man, how excited are you for that Vegas? Vegas is your team, buddy. You've been waiting all these years. Finally yeah, I'm happened. A, I'm a big Phil Kessel fan. You know. Oh, aren't we all? Did we confirm? Did he have hot dogs in the cup last time? I feel like I've seen that picture. So yeah. uh, I, I, I he definitely did. There was a picture of him on the golf course with the cup, and he had hot dogs in it. Ah, way to go, Phil. I thought that was Photoshopped. I didn't know it was real. (laughs) Uh, Okay, well, sticking with the uh, championship theme, the Denver Nuggets beat the Miami Heat uh, to win the NBA championship. It's their franchise's first. Uh, My favorite part was Nikola Jokic, who won finals MVP, finding out that he had to wait until Thursday for the championship parade until he could go back home to Serbia. He he looked really upset by that fact. Ah, so that means Jamal Murray, Kitchener, Ontario zone, will have a championship parade in Kitchener. Yeah, hopefully that would be guaranteed cool. and it will be catered by Jersey Mike's uh, Z money. How many minutes total did you watch the NBA finals? Uh, I watched, uh, just as much as I watched of that golf on Sunday. <laughs> uh, oh, we have to get to the uh, the Sens. The Sens have a new owner. This was also announced on Tuesday. A guy I've never heard of. Yeah, it's not it's not Ryan Reynolds. It wasn't the the Snoop Dogg bid. It wasn't the Weekend bid. Instead, they went with a rich dude. Yeah, uh, Toronto billionaire Michael Andlauer, I believe is is how you pronounce his last name. Uh, He paid what is believed to be $950 million for the Senators, which would be the highest price ever paid for a team. Uh, Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Highest price ever paid for an NHL team? An an NHL team, I apologize, yes. How about the Ottawa Senators setting a record? Yeah, because no teams have been sold. So the Clippers set the new benchmark when they sold for two billion everyone thought like what is steve Ballmer doing 
teams aren't worth a billion. That was the new benchmark. So now every NFL team sells for over a billion. Now every NBA team and the Ottawa Senators are the cheapest priced NHL team. And yet they become the highest priced in a sale because none have been sold since the bomber started the new trend of going over a billion. So way to go, Ottawa Senators. Uh, my favorite note about this entire story is uh, our Sens insider, Margaret O'Toole on Twitter. She uh, was talking about how 15 local business people are actually minority owners for the Sens with this new group. And that includes farm boys, Jeff, y- Jeff York. So that means hopefully farm boy is returning to the arena. Yes, I guess farm boy used to be at the old Canadian Tire Center. Ah, farm boy. It is, if you've never been to one in Ontario, it is the equivalent of Whole Foods, but uh, an Ontario version. It's great. I go there. I buy shit I don't need. I spend probably $100 just in the bakery section because it is a bakery section that is gone bananas and everything looks good and everything tastes good. So farm boy being a part of the, the new ownership, I love it. Just upset that they could have gone to another level as far as exposure goes with Ryan Reynolds or The Weeknd or Snoop Dogg. I I really wanted Snoop Dogg to get it because it just would have been fascinating. Because he's kind of, we've talked about this before. He's kind of like, I don't give a shit, but he does. And he's like a good business person. So just his persona with the team, it would have been fun. Oh, well, didn't happen. Uh, during the NBA Finals, did you see Conor McGregor beat up the Heat mascot? Uh, he he punched the mascot in the face and then followed it up with another punch where the mascot was down. The mascot had to be dragged off of the floor and ended up needing like medical assistance. Okay, so here's what happens to me a lot on Twitter. Is I saw a screen grab. Not a screen grab. You don't even call it that. I saw a photo of McGregor like after or during and it was one of these ones you have to click on. I'm like, I'm going to get into one of those where I have to click on like 10 pages to see the picture I want. There's going to be 47 pop-ups and I didn't want to do it. So I didn't venture into seeing the video because I knew I would go into a pop-up ad wormhole. So I never saw it. The mascot definitely will be trying to sue Conor McGregor guaranteed. I think uh, earlier today I saw on TMZ that McGregor actually visited the mascot in his hospital room just to bury the hatchet. Okay, and there, there would have been like, hey, here I'm going to give you this. Let's let's keep the lawsuit talk out of this. But also, if you do offer things to someone, then they get it in their brain. Wait, if he's offering this, that means I can get a lot more. Eh. McGregor. Oh, oh, yeah, that reminds me of, um, I don't know if I've told this before, but I went to a, I think I have. I don't care if I have or not. It's just a funny story. Actually, no, never preface a story by saying I've got a funny story for you because you put too much pressure on yourself. I remember I was told this by someone once. You put too much pressure on yourself and you put too much pressure on the person you're telling the story to. So don't ever begin with, here's a funny story for you. No, just tell the story. It's for the person hearing it to decide if it's funny or not. 
So we had a, a St. Peter Saint. A saint was our mascot. And we went to a basketball game at a, uh, another school called Cantor. <laughs> so it was a very heated basketball rivalry. And our St. Peter Saint was at the game and uh, going up and down the sidelines. And then uh, several people that I actually knew from the other school jumped the mascot. And started like play wrestling, like running and doing like flying elbows and doing leg drops. Like this is the crowd's going crazy. And finally, like teachers jump in and they're like, uh, okay, break it up. Turns out uh, there was uh, like a 10 year old or grade 10 girl inside the, the costume. And as would happen to whoever was in there kind of a traumatizing situation you can't really see what's going on when you got a big saint head and you got a halo you're like will someone save me even though the guys were joking or so they there was a big incident they had to write a letter of apology to the mascot and uh i don't know if they got suspended or like the, the person wasn't injured it was all done in a joke but uh it was kind of like conor mcgregor on a lesser scale and done to someone dressed as a saint. And oh yeah, and they broke the halo. <laughs> they broke the halo that was on the mascot's costume. So that added insult to injury in my mascot story. Which is funny or not, I don't know. That's for you to decide. Uh, next up, we have Leo Messi and his move to the MLS uh, give us report. give us money. Give us money. Yeah. I've seen lots of money floating around. I want to I want the firm money details. So, my understanding is he turned down a 3-year, 1.6 billion dollar offer from a Saudi Arabian team and instead his value Wait, did you say was there a B on that? Yeah, a, a B. It started with a B. 1.6 billion over 3 years. Yeah. Oh my god. So his deal with Inter Miami is uh, believed to be between 125 and 150 million over its two and a half year length, but it also includes equi- equity in the team. And both Apple and Adidas have offered profit sharing agreements on merchandise and subscri- subscriptions to MLS season pass. Okay, so the Apple subscriptions are going to go through the roof. And then my good friend Robert Lucetich said if he does the same jersey deal that Beckham did. He'll make another hundred million. Um, so obviously, his accountant, his agent, and Messi have gone over the numbers, and they figured this was he wouldn't first off have this the biggest state the as large of a stage as he will have in the MLS. Maybe he wants to to live in Miami. He's close to a lot of other countries. Quick flight. He'll have a private jet. He'll have full access to that, whatever he wants. And it's He's fine financially. It's just what level he wants to reach. But that is huge for the MLS. He will take the baton from what Beckham did before him. And it raises that the price of that franchise, which was bought for... Didn't David Beckham buy that team? Doesn't he own the Miami MLS team? Yeah, he was. It was part of his deal when he signed that after he retired to be able to buy a team at a discounted rate. 
and like 60 uh, million or something. I can't remember what it was, but it was a fraction of what it's worth before Messi. Um, so now that team's worth over a billion dollars with Messi on it. Um, Miami purchase price. Uh, he bought it for $25 million. That can't be right. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, the discount was part of his deal when he originally signed with MLS. First off, I'm, I just want to point out, I'm awesome at Googling things. Like, they come up right away. My kids, I've said this before, they try to Google things. They can't work, they can't work the Google. I speak Google. Although a lot of people now, a lot of people say they don't use Google now. They say it's not a good search engine. Tim, you would know this. Yes or right? Yes or right? Yes or no? Uh, I mean, a lot of people have tried using other stuff because they don't like Google taking all of their personal information and that kind of thing. First search engine I used to use was called Dogpile. Okay, for a follow-up there. I thought Tim would jump in with the first one he used, but uh, I guess he wasn't playing that game. Oh, I also uh, watched Wizard of Oz with the kids over the weekend. What a fantastic movie. It was shot in the 30s. Holds up wonderfully. The witch still terrifies me. Doesn't scare my kids. I remember going to bed shaking with fear, having seen the witch and her f- freaking flying monkeys. And whenever I see an adult riding a bike, to this day, I, I picture them as the being the witch riding her bike. Such an iconic image of her on that bike. And then you, you dive into the wormhole of all the injuries of like from the paint and explosions and stuff during the shoot of that movie. There was a, there was, it was not a safe workplace. That Wizard of Oz set. Not safe at all. I think we got time for one more Z Money before we get the heck out of here and go celebrate in Vegas for the Stanley Cup Parade. All right, our final story is a, is a local one here. Police in Belleville, Ontario, received a call from a drunk man in a restaurant because he thought his date had threatened to shoot him. So it turned out the man, he said he liked the woman's perfume, and she, he then she then responded to him, and he thought, she said, I have a gun. So he was threatened, he called the police. It turned out she said, it's called Juliet has a gun, which is what the perfume is called. So uh-huh. the police came, they uh, confirmed it because they went to Sephora and that's where you can buy the perfume and it's called Juliet Has a Gun. And did anyone get arrested? What happened? There? No, no, that was just the story. It was just police recalled. It's, uh, it's been a rough week with, uh, I don't know if you know the website Reddit. Reddit has gone down, so all my uh, fun stories have been hard to find. Reddit like no longer exists? Uh, it, it exists in a sense. Uh, 
they're trying, it's a long story, but a bunch of the, what are called subreddits, which people share these funny stories, uh, they're down right now and no one's allowed posting on them. So hopefully Reddit is back up and we get some more fun stories in the future. Hmm. I've never been to the reddit.com. I've only heard about it and I don't think I'll ever visit it, but way to go Reddit. I hope you get things back in uh, business. I just don't. Like, the, he would be sitting next to the woman, yet he called, wouldn't he just say, what'd you say? And she said, oh, it's my perfume. I guess he was just so blitzed that he just dialed up the cops. And the cops go to Sephora. Ah, hey, makeup uh, people, we're here on a case. Going to Sephora to investigate. That, uh, that mall, if you've never been, that mall, that store. It is a cash cow. Busiest store at the mall. If there's a Sephora in a mall, it's the busiest store in that mall. Ah, I uh, want to apologize. I was I screwed up my uh, speaking the entire night. We're taping this at hours that I, that I haven't been up uh, this late in ages. I drank too much Sprite Limeade. I was uh, hopped up on it. I got too much sun today. I got a bit of sunstroke. I almost got a hole in one. My shot, my one tee shot went off the flag stick. And then I uh, got a four on a par three because it went so far off the, away from the hole because of that shot. A lot of stuff going on. Just happy for our friend Sully, who if uh, you watch the, uh, the Vegas Knights win the cup, he was seen predominantly right up against the glass with his, Big fat head and his glasses, and he had a big white hoodie on. So I sent him all those videos. So way to go, Sully. You're, well, he likes the Bruins. And he likes the nice, he's also a Kings fan because he used to live in L.A. So way to go, one of your three NHL, oh, and he was a Senators fan there for a bit. He's got a bunch of Sens gear. So, oh, and he was an Oilers fan because of Jack Campbell. Good buddies with him. So one of the teams in the NHL that you cheer for won the cup. So we're happy for you, Sully. And happy for all you Knights fans. And for everyone else, there's always next year. And in the meantime, you uh, make sure you hug someone. And make sure you're, uh, you're nice. It doesn't cost you anything. Just be nice to people. It's pretty easy. See ya. Welcome to Boomsies with Daniel Tuzzi. Live from Orno in the heart of Ontario. Oh, baby, boomsies. Thanks for listening to Boomsies.